Now the chorus for Tom Petty Free Fallen is very apropos. Start the show today. Don't really mind the verses. It's all about the chorus for Tom Petty. I'm looking at a team that wears red, cardinal, I should say, and white. They play basketball, and they are what? The Badgers are free-falling, Tom. That was a rough one. Saturday. Against Fran McCaffrey and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oof, duh. That is a tough pill to swallow. The Badgers have now lost five out of six. Yikes. 88 to 86. Badgers fall in overtime. Almost forced a double OT. But Perkins for Iowa. Dude, uh, it's pretty damn good. Chucky Hepburn almost stole the ball. He regathered it, put it in for the layup, and it was. Send an Iowa to win, and the Badgers do another loss. Free falling for Bucky. Wow. Shades of that Nebraska game, you know, when Wisconsin was there at Pinnacle Bank Arena, they were up big at halftime, and you're like, man, Bucky's kind of rolling here to a nice little win. Then, you know, Nebraska makes it really hard to play, and they're a home base, and we all know what happened. Badgers ended up losing to Nebraska. Well, Bucky had a pretty substantial lead. What was it, 13 at the most? Uh, I don't know, a couple minutes before halftime, and then Iowa made a little run. Wisconsin kind of went a little quiet, and then out of the half... It was like a completely different team for your Wisconsin Badgers as uh, Iowa put it on. And Wisconsin defensively just could not get anything going. Iowa shot 50% in the second half and overtime. 50% in the second half and in overtime. That means they're making every other shot. The Badgers shot 37% in the second half. And 42.9 in overtime. Again, Iowa shot 50% in the second half and in overtime. Overall for the entire game, Iowa 52.6%. They were making over half of their shots. Wisconsin on the defensive end just could not lock it down. The Badgers opened the game 17-6 to in the first four minutes. It looked like they were going to be uh, putting that gas, uh, the pedal to the metal, I should say. Badgers made 12 of their first 15 shots, a 13-point lead, like I was talking about. Then Iowa made seven of their last nine shots of the half. They got it 47-43 at halftime, and then Iowa said, you know what, let's do this thing. If you saw it in the first half, there was kids there on the sidelines in the stadium like disheveled beside themselves. No one was even cheering for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Hell, the biggest cheering that was done is when they panned to Caitlin Clark a few times and everyone was going wild about it, and rightfully so. Caitlin Clark earlier last week, right, becoming the NCAA women's all-time leading scorer. Now she's ch- uh, chasing Pistol Pete Maravich to be the all-time scorer men's and women's, and hell, I think she can do it. But that was the biggest applause Caitlin Clark. Everyone else was dead silent for the men's team. And then in the second half, my gosh, the Gardo detractors today can be your day. I would love to hear from you or the guard defenders, which I was 
a great guard defender. After Saturday, I am waning big time on what is going on with Gardo. This is the first time I've really thought like he was the main reason why they lost that game. As down the stretch, how many times did the Badgers get the ball? Well, I know how many times. It was two times. With 40 seconds left in the game or in overtime, uh, maybe a little more. He thought maybe you could push for a two-for-one to make sure you get yourself a quick shot, hopefully get a lead, have Iowa have to play catch-up, and then if they do, you have the ball for a last-second shot. That happened twice where Greg Gard decided to let the clock run down, you get the shot clock about 15 seconds, call a timeout, and then here's the play that's drawn up out of the timeout. It's you inbound it to Chucky Hepburn. He dribbles atop of the key. Now, Chucky had a nice game, don't get me wrong, but Chucky dribbles atop of the key, and then what does he do? He chucks up an, a Steph Curry NBA range three, and it don't clanks. That's what was that from Gardo? And then out of the timeout, in overtime, same thing. Chucky Hepburn gets the ball back, top of the key, dribbles around, and then another clank. I just, the coaching was so suspect at the end of that game. The offense was just, what is going on? Oh, so disheartening. So just tough to watch these last six games. I know one of them is a win, but still tough to watch. Uh, Wisconsin, which was absolutely hilarious to me coming into this. Well, it wasn't hilarious to me, actually. I believed in the Badgers. I thought the Badgers were going to go out to Iowa, get a win. In fact, I thought maybe we'd get a Fran from a Fran freakout. We were getting close to one when Iowa's big guy threw the ball on the ground and got teed up. Freeman, that dude was a baller, by the way. Uh, freshman, but get a little more pounds on him. That guy's going to be a force to reckon with in the Big Ten. He throws the ball down on the ground, which you can't do. Ref tees him up. And then you got what? Chucky Hepburn up there going for the free throws. Bricks the first, bricks the second. And the Badgers down the stretch, that was another key component of them, you know, not being able to win this game, was the free throws down the stretch. And then we got to talk also about the refereeing. One moment in particular. The Badgers, Stephen Crowell, Big Steve, who had another nice game. Stephen Crowell's coming back into his own again, man. You see the confidence, the aggressiveness, aggressiveness coming from Steve Crowell. Five of eight shooting. You know, he did hit this one three-pointer, 11 of 13 from the charity stripe. But Steve Crowell was not a goaltending call, okay? They called. Steve Crowell went up. It looked like possibly goaltending in the heat of the moment. You know, bing, bang, bang. It looked like potentially there was goaltending. Uh, Stephen Crowell, though, after a goaltending call, quote-unquote, got the rebound again, but then the refs blew it dead and then went back, what was it, two minutes later? two Maybe more? Two minutes later in the game? They were like, oh, let's go correct that. They took two points off the board for saying it wasn't goaltending, and then Wisconsin got screwed out of a possession because in that where they called goaltending, which it wasn't, it, they called it there, Wisconsin grabbed the rebound. The Badgers got screwed out of a possession, and Greg Gard was losing it, and rightfully so, on the referees for doing that. And you go back and look, what did the Badgers lose by? Two points, 88-86. Now, I'm not blaming that solely on the asinine 
No, the call was right that they didn't get uh, goaltending. I understand that. But to take away possession, really, they would have had the rebound. They would have had the ball back and an opportunity to score two, maybe three points if they kicked it out for a three. Then we're talking about a completely different ball game. I just totally beside myself that the Badgers were screwed out of a possession right there. But at the end of the day, here's what you got to do. You got to play better defensively. The Badgers did not play good defensively at all, especially in the second half. And you got to make your free throws in key moments. And the Badgers just didn't do that. They shot 67.9% from the charity stripe, 19 to 28. And the big ones down the stretch was like another Mason's convention where they're laying up bricks. It was the Badgers have fallen, man. That's why I started out the show, Tom Petty, free falling. The Badgers, losers, five of six. Now tomorrow you host the Maryland Terrapins. Badgers, though, now fourth in the Big Ten. They're nine and six. 17 and 9 overall, tied with Michigan State for fourth in the Big Ten. And Bucky looks like a ship that has taken on a lot of water. Can it be corrected? I mean, Iowa did not even have one single quad one win this year. Not a single one. Iowa not good. And what happens? Iowa picks up their quad one win and they beat the Badgers. Of course, it had to have been Bucky. Terrible coaching, terrible decisions down the stretch, awful defense. Not hitting free throws. A key moment by the referees, but you always know the referees are going to have a couple of moments where you're like, well, I don't agree with that. Even as egregious as it was for them to take away a possession for the Badgers. And Bucky now is slipping, sliding. Ranked 20th, right? At one point, they were ranked 6th in the nation. 6th. Got down to 20th. Now when the new AP poll comes out today, there's no way they're going to be ranked. We'll have to get into what the committee had the uh, Badgers projected it for March Madness uh, coming up here. As before the game, I was watching Big Ten Network, and they were you know puffing their chest about the Badgers and talking about how the committee had them ranked so high for March Madness, and you know use that for momentum, use that so they can start you know proving to the nation of why they belong as high as they're projected at. By the way, I was fourth in the country. I was kind of saving about that. It was fourth in the country. Uh, four seed, I should say, in the country. And use that as, hey, look at us. I know we lost a couple games, but the committee believes in us, and let's just mm, prove them right. Well, they proved them wrong. And there's no way you're projected four seed anymore. Not a chance. I mean, you're not going to be ranked later on today, and it was just a disgraceful performance from the Badgers in this uh, six-game stretch here. I know there was one win in there, but still. Uh, also out of the college basketball, sorry, Kinger, your Marquette Golden Eagles got absolutely tuned up. Misery loves company here, okay? Misery loves company. Not a Marquette Golden Eagles fan. Kind of love bagging on them. But Misery does love company. And the Marquette Golden Eagles got absolutely shellacked by UConn, 81-53. to Top-ranked UConn, just a balance attack in their route, take control of the Big East, uh, proving why they are the number one team. In the country. And then also, you know, we were uh, talking about last week that win that Wisconsin had over Ohio State. And Ohio State's, you know what, we're going to fire head coach Chris Holtman. And they did so. Well, guess what Ohio State did? Ohio State then went on and they beat Purdue after they fired their head coach. How about that? They beat Purdue 73-69. to They're in Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) Absolutely incredible to me that the Badgers beat them up. 
They fire their head coach, Chris Holtman, and they go and beat the second-ranked team, the Purdue Boilermakers, 73-69 to with an uh, interim coach. Man. All right, 608-321-1670. Gardo detractors, the fire guard crowd would love to hear from you today. And also the people that, uh, you know, maybe your guard defenders out there would also love to hear from you at 608-321-1670 and just the state of Wisconsin basketball right now. A March Madness team, but a team that is uh, shaping up to potentially be bounced out of the first round with the way they're playing right now. I mean, they could put together a couple good minutes to start the game or maybe a half, and then in the second half, it all just comes crumbling down. As, again, the Iowa Hawkeyes, not good. Low, low, low in the Big Ten. Hadn't had a quad one win all year. Bring in the Badgers on Saturday and beat them in overtime. Bucky had their chances but lack of execution, poor defense, lack of free throws down the stretch, just bizarre head-scratching play calls out of timeouts, and just clock management doomed the Wisconsin Badgers, who again have now lost five out of their last six. Tough weekend for some of our Wisconsin sports teams, man. Badger hockey uh, got swept by the lowly Ohio State Buckeyes on the ice. That was tough. And then Wisconsin basketball, a lot of talk and a lot of chatter about that today as they've now lost five of six, losing, losing, yikes, to the Iowa Hawkeyes in overtime. Uh, that was tough for the Badgers. That was a tough watch. Could have had it uh, slip through their fingers, though, with porous defense and just bad shot selection in questioning the plays, Greg Gard is dialing up <sighs> out of timeouts, especially in crunch time, uh, with Chucky Hepburn just getting the ball and dribbling down to the shot clock or time you know, expiring and then uh, hucking up a three that just clanked out, and you're like, that's the best play that we could have drew up not once but twice. The committee projected the Badgers before the game on Saturday to be a four-seed a four seed, and they are slipping and falling mightily. Once ranked sixth in the nation, 20th, and now when the new rankings come out today, they ain't going to be ranked. A big yikes thing. So uh, I want to hear from you, Badger fans, at 608-321-1670, like this guy right here, Kyle and Stoughton. What's up, Kyle? What's up, homie? Man, tough for our uh, our Badgers, eh? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I, I called in last week when you were in Mexico and talked to RJ and uh, Zach and you know, I, I feel like this is internally so, something's going on. You know, I there's definitely something going on in this program. I mean, to start out as hot as they were, to look as good as they did, and now this crap. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know what I'm watching right now. I mean, they're, they're not the same team. They're they're not gelling. And when Max Kleisman has an open three and is hesitant to shoot it. Yeah. What is up with that? Yeah, that uh, that was a real stinker, dude. Klesman had like no like no confidence to pull up and shoot that three, just passing it off. That and then you get in the Carter Gilmore minutes. Why isn't a Siegen out on the floor more? Like, there's no way he's worse defensively than Carter Gilmore. And then Gilmore can't he even miss an open layup. Uh, it could have been an and one, and he just totally bricked it. It's like what if you can't even make an open layup, dude? Why are you even out there? Put a Siegen out there. Right, exactly, exactly. We got the players, we got the talent. Unfortunately, you know, I, I'm I'm on board. We do not have the coach. 
this guy might be a good uh, D2, D3 school coach. Mm. Green Bay, Platteville, you name it. But he is not a D1 coach. He cannot lead these guys. This is the same crap we see every year. And I called in a couple weeks ago before you were going to go on vacation, and I told you I had a hot take. Yeah. Well, it's coming out now. I think Greg Gard is a player killer. Oof. He does not make anybody better. You name me one player in this program that's actually progressed and gotten better with time. It doesn't happen. The best players are freshmen, and the best players are transfers. You give you give AJ Store another year in this program, and he's going to be a different player too. Great guard does not make anybody better. He cannot lead men. It's uh, the sea's getting hot, man. Uh, you got the NIT last year, obviously, and then with this slip and slide they're going on right now. Uh, yeah, uh, they're they're a March Madness team at the moment. But if they keep losing, there's five games left. If they keep losing, and you got uh, it's sea's getting hot. Especially how Chris McIntosh has been showing that he's able to shake things up too. You know, absolutely. You know, you go from a a, a six seat, a six seat in the nation. Yeah. So now you're going to be unranked. Yeah. It's tough. You can't, you can't tell me that ain't coaching. And then you look at some of the, the uh, plays they drew up at the end. Like, um, uh, even twice, instead of trying to go for like a two for one, uh, just, you know, dribbling the, the, letting the clock go all the way down, then just to huck up a three, then call a timeout for a, a set piece, and then just hucking up another three. It's like, why don't you just take it down low? Why are you getting this hero ball again? It's so, it's so disheartening. And, and uh, Gus Bus, man, how come he hasn't seen the floor? I know he's a freshman, but he's a big man. Where's his minutes? Why why does he not get to play? Yeah, I just don't know if he's ready. And also with his, uh, you know, early before the season started, him getting a little trouble, that has something to do with it too. But I, I, the minutes yeah. I'm thinking about more is why is Carter Gilmore out there more when Connor Seijin should be? Absolutely. And, and we we got owned by a freshman, dude. <laughs> a freshman. <laughs> Steven Crawl, dude, you're a junior? Come on. Yeah, that Freeman guy for Iowa is going to be a problem moving forward. Especially put some meat on his bones. He's going to be good. Yeah, he is. You know, and good, good for good, good for Iowa. You got your, you know, your quad one win, and uh, you know, you're going to crap the bed the rest of the season. But unfortunately, so are my Badgers. So it is what it is. And <laughs> you know, sun's out today. It's going to be a beautiful week here in Wisconsin. I know. Uh, no, no, the S word. You know, in the future here, which is great for yeah. people that don't like it. So, dude, fifty-four degrees on Wednesday—that is nice, baby. Hell yeah, yeah. So I'll take it, Kyle. Here's to here's to looking at good weather for the week. Well, let's hope let's hope Bucky gets a win over Maryland tomorrow, then, my man. We'll see what happens. See you, buddy. Later. Phone lines blowing up. Line two. Good morning. Hey, this is Keith. Hey, Keith. What's going on, man? How we living? Uh, you know. I, I just can't stand this insanity. Now, listen, I'm, I don't care if Greg Gard stays, goes, makes no difference to me, but can we at least look at what's happening with this team and just realistically look at it? The difference makers at the beginning of the year were John Blackwell, yep, Connor Asijan, even Kamari McGee taking minutes off Chucky Hepburn. Now, what do all those players have in common? They got They're injured. injured. All of them are injured. Your, your backcourt has to play extended minutes. It results in poor defense at the end of games because they're gas. Yep. It results in poor shooting at yep. the end of games because they're gas. Yep. In addition to that, Crowell has not looked the same since he injured his knee. It's injury. Yeah. And yeah. look, again, I, I'm, I'm with you all on, on Greg Gard. It's fine. I get the questions you have. 
he can only coach the guys that are healthy enough to play. That's yeah. it. I'm a guard guy too, right Keith. I'm a guard guy too. Like I always back guard. Uh, you know, this is the first time though I look at his play selection, like you know, drawn up a plays or those timeouts near the end of the game too. I was like, what the hell was that all about? But to your point, I mean, Kamari McGee was huge for having Chucky Hepburn having fresher legs at the end of the game. So that's a that's a big injury. Spot on, and I and I don't disagree. I don't love late game play calling, but. If everybody's healthy, I'm not sure you're in that situation to begin with. Yeah, uh, agree 100%. Because that was the big positive of the Badgers early on was how deep this team was. And the injuries has really has really put a lot of onus on the starters, and it's been tough out there. No doubt. Yeah, how are you feeling about the team, though? Are we going to get it together here, five games remaining? I mean, still a tournament I'm team. I'm not convinced. Yeah, I know, you know, Blackwell's back practicing. That's good. I'm, I'm not convinced. The te- I, I really do when you watch them. They look tired. They yeah. look gassed. Yeah, and it's a depth thing, and I I don't know if you can fix that. Yeah, uh, in the near term. Well, I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow night, right, Keith? You bet. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling in, man. See you, bud. Line three. Good morning. Hey, ball. Hey, Ronnie. What's up, Ron? Uh, after the game Saturday, I had to have I had to have a stiff drink. Yeah, <laughs> same, bud. I had a couple of them. <laughs> What do you think, Ron? Are you, well, you still feeling the Badgers? You still uh, got hope? Uh, they, they need to, if they can win the rest of their home games and uh, get one on the road and maybe get one or two games in the Big Ten tournament going in. Yeah, your home games. To, yeah, your home game is Maryland. You got Maryland tomorrow. Uh, next home game would be March second against now 14th ranked Illinois. And then yeah, Rutgers. And Rutgers, yeah. and I got you got to win the home games, and they should be able to beat Indiana on the road. I mean, should. Yeah, they're not the greatest of teams. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then win one or two games. I mean, they got Purdue the last game. Yeah, and how did Purdue? Purdue just lost yeah. to Ohio State over the weekend yeah, after Ohio State fired yeah, their head coach. Yeah, higher Ohio State uh, fired the coach, and uh, then they go beat Purdue. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all right. I, I say Purdue. Edie's going to score. He's going to score. You can't stop him. But if you limit everybody else, that's the way to beat Purdue. Yeah, and that was the Badgers' problem when they played Purdue at the Cole Center. Is I mean, Edie had a, a decent game, but the, their guards for Purdue were just on fire. So yeah, you got to stop those guys. So I watched that NBA All Star game last night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, defense was optional. <laughs> yeah, there was the highest scoring NBA All Star game ever. No defense was played. So funny. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Ron, hopefully you don't have to have another stiff drink. A little uh, what Jim Beam and Coke uh, here they, tomorrow night. They uh, they need to come out and kick the Maryland's butt last night. Yep. Set some tone. Oh, I was I was at the game last Tuesday at, uh, with a friend of mine. Yeah. And we had uh, on the baseline at one of the baskets. We were on court side. That a boy. Nice seat. Yeah, rubbing elbows, Ronnie, with the elite. Hell yeah. Well, Ron, nice hearing from yeah, you, my man. Good. You the man, Ronnie. Yeah. See ya. See you, buddy. Line four. Good morning, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. What's up, dude? Yeah, I missed uh, Clement being on fire yesterday. That was kind of a drag. But the very last shot of the game that won it for them, Quarrel uh, was. Standing over a guy who did barely made up to his belt buckle, and the guy made a layup right underneath him. Yeah. Well, Chucky Hepburn almost had that steal, and yeah. He didn't even try to block it. I mean, he had his hands up, but our big guys don't jump. You know, they kind of just make these little half-hearted jumps. And when they're on, they're on. I mean, uh, some of the the plays they make scoring are great, but the defense. 
They just don't block shots and stuff. Yeah, so it, hurt, it hurt, too, with Tyler Wall following out as well because uh, Wall was really yeah. putting some buckets together at the end there of regulation and overtime. Then he got that fifth foul, and it was, you know, that doomed him, too. When Wall does his offensive moves, he's amazing. But um, when they have all their guys around the perimeter and they're just passing the ball around in a circle and no one's cutting to the center, you're like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. The three-point has really been a problem for him lately. And at the beginning of the year, they were on fire with that. So yeah. we're still going to get in the tournament. They had us as a four the other day. <laughs> that's going to go down to about a ten. I know. Whatever. That's going to drop fast. But, yeah, we'll see. Still time. Still time. Bye-bye. See you, Tommy. All right. We got our uh, sports director, Zach Halpern, coming up here in a couple of minutes. Hey, Zach, remember when uh, the Badgers were ranked sixth in the nation? And then yesterday, you throw this on, the committee, the projected rankings for March Madness, they had them as a four seed. (laughs) (laughs) A four seed. Woo, buddy. Zach, they they went to Iowa, and they lost to Fran McCaffrey in overtime, and it was Iowa's first quad one win the hell happened like it looked like it was going so good at first i made a little run at the uh, end of the first half and then pff, what Iowa shot 50 percent in the second half uh, i have a couple questions for you about it we had some callers calling in uh mostly about greg guard about injuries yeah. as well but on the badgers themselves as a whole it, is is defense their main <laughs> issue right now it feels like it's game to game with them sometimes, but defense has been a consistent issue throughout the season. They have not been very good at it, and Iowa pretty much had their way there in the second half. And even I mean, it, they did. They obviously did have some scoring lulls that allowed Wisconsin to erase that nine point lead. But yeah, they uh, they are not a good defensive team. And Greg Gard has known this. He's talked about a lot of it throughout the year. They have struggles on that end, and, and really, it's the inability to stop guards getting inside the paint and you know um that is a that's a huge issue and they haven't been able to fix it right now and that was obviously the case with what iowa was able to do i don't know that great guard has an answer at this point for this year getting some you know getting kamari mcgee back maybe gives him a little bit of uh, a little bit more uh, athleticism um at, at guard and maybe you're not having to play chucky as much and having him chase screens all over the place but they don't. I don't know that they have a ton of answers, especially with just five games left in the regular season. Um, we had a caller call in last segment uh, by the name of Keith, and Keith said, "You know, I understand about the you know the guard frustration and this and that, but he's like, look at the injuries." Um, and I think you were talking about obviously Chucky Hepburn right there. Like, no Kamari McGee to have uh, Hepburn have a little fresher legs. Uh, John, you know, John Blackwell finally was playing a little bit uh, yesterday after being injured, and you know, Siegen was injured from some time. Is uh, the depth that was once so good for the Badgers? Are we looking at the injuries being? I mean, outside of the defense, are we looking at injuries kind of being a problem of uh, you know shortening up uh, the Badgers? You know, rotation roster here. I feel like it'd be making an excuse because um, a lot of teams go through injuries, and this and Wisconsin certainly been the case. I think you know Stephen Crowell was dinged up there, yeah, Crowell too, a little yeah. bit had had the knee injury. Um, I'm I, I can't do it. <laughs> I I think Kamari McGee is important. I, I, there's no doubt about that. I think John Blackwell is important, and, and obviously getting him back on Saturday was big. Uh, they haven't really been that affected by injuries this year, if we're being honest. I mean, Connor Asesian, yes, at the beginning of the year was dinged up, but he also wasn't – he was still going to be coming off the bench just like he was. It's not like he was going to be a starter, and they certainly do need uh, his scoring and probably will need his scoring at, at uh, 
down the stretch here, but I don't know that that was a huge issue. It was the issue for him getting off to a strong start. There's no doubt about that. But uh, the, the team success, they still won games without him. It's not like they didn't have a lot of success earlier this year when he was hurt, and they managed through Kamari McGee's injury, at least initially. Um, there are significant things with this team that I don't think are injury-related. They are a deep they are a deep team, but not a deep team in certain places, like in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. Um, having played Carter Gilmore more minutes than, yeah. than certainly he uh, should be. They don't have an, a piece there to be able to stick in when Tyler Wall's in foul trouble, or um, they need you know they need somebody in there, and that is I think as big of a thing as anything. They don't have a, a ton of backcourt depth, or excuse me, frontcourt depth. So it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put this on injuries. So Zach, something I have to ask you too. Um... The plays at the end. Well, I have a couple things. It was like what uh, regulation and overtime. There's like 40 seconds left in the game. Um, you know, they opt to have Chucky just dribble around and then waste a bunch of time, then call a timeout, and then the play out of the timeout is to Chucky Hepburn where he just dribbles around and shoots a three that Steph Curry might make or someone, but he's not Steph Curry. Can you look at guard and some of these play calling out of timeouts? And be like, yo, uh, you can put some onus on Gardo for not, you know, banging down low and having Chucky hook up a three, or is it a broken play? Like, what is it out of these timeouts? It was clear that it wasn't. That was not the play that was drawn up out of the timeout, right? That was. That's. I can promise you. Can promise you. Well, I think Greg even said it after. Yeah, that was not uh, the intention uh, coming out of the timeout uh, to have that be the play, Um, but. Getting the ball, I, I, you know, Chucky is, we, we talked about earlier this year, they never had like an East Coast game, so like, so who's going to take the last shot? And obviously, um, Chucky was the one that ended up taking it. I, in that situation, I, I probably try and get the ball to AJ Store right. in, in some way to allow him to try and drive and, and be aggressive and either, you know, finish at the rim, which obviously didn't do extremely well down, uh, I think he had a couple of looks, good looks that he was unable to hit and, but I'm, I'm still trying to get him downhill and trying to get, if they can't stop him, get to the free throw line because and the free throws, obviously, their day were not great, mm-hmm. uh, which has not been a problem. Like it, That's the other thing. Like Things popping up out of nowhere that have not been a problem in key situations, free throws have not been an issue pretty much all year. They've been a really good free throw shooting team, and then all of a sudden, when they need it the most, um, it, didn't, it didn't show up. But we can always look back and say, oh, they should have done this, should have done that. That was obviously not the play that they wanted coming out of the timeout. Um, who do you want to put that on? You want to put on Greg Gard? Head coach always has to, it always has to come back to the head coach in the end. Um, but, uh, you know, Iowa played well enough defensively there to, to cause, um, I guess, a, a, yeah, broken play. a heave. Yeah, a heave. It was, yeah. So, um, on Greg Gard, is the seat getting hot? For Gardo? Look, they've lost five of six after getting to number six in the country. Uh, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. They've got five games left. They're going to probably make the tournament. I, I, you they ain't going to be a four seed, I'll tell you that. They're not going to be a four seed. They're not going to be a four seed. <laughs> but that's also a far way away from being out of the tournament, too, isn't it? Yes, yes. Like if, yes. If, if, the, if the committee has them as a four seed on Saturday, and obviously we're a month out from uh, Selection Sunday, but they have five games left. They have Maryland tomorrow night. They have Indiana. They've got Illinois. They've got Purdue. And they've got uh, one other one mixed in there at home. Yeah, uh, Rutgers. 
Rutgers. So you have you have two game you have two home games. If they get twenty wins, they're going to be in the tournament, and it that's you know eleven and nine in the Big Ten. They're they're going to be in. So I don't think that they're going to fire. I don't think Chris McIntosh is going to fire Greg Gard after making the tournament. Yeah. Um, if if they had if they had if they completely fall off the map here and don't make it, then it's a possibility. But I don't. I, I even then I don't see it. Well, I think he gets at least one more year no matter what. So okay. there, look, he's he's a two-time Big Ten Coach of the Year. He's won how many percentage? You know what the percentage of the games he's won? It's significant. But he's also has two. For for those that uh, would be like, well, he should be fired. He's got two wins in the NCAA, NCAA tournament since 2017. He lost to a 12. He lost to a 12 seed in Oregon. He lost at essentially a home game to Iowa State when you were a number two seed. Like there have been some poor performances. Even go back. I mean, if you want to go back to the Sweet 16 years, you could say they they kind of choked those away with some of the stuff that happened in those games. So there are arguments to be made. But he's also won the Big Ten twice, and and uh, you know is is a solid coach. The thing is, all these guys are back next year. I don't know that that's necessary. I said this before this year. I don't know. If that's necessarily a good thing. They uh, all these guys, except for Tyler Wall, are back. Yeah, they, they could be returning the exact same team next year, and I don't know if any of us can deal with that. But uh, we're going to have to. Yeah. Um, but Greg Gard, Greg Gard's not going anywhere. I don't think. I would love to know, um, and we'll obviously we'll never know because you know couldn't stop what had happened. But when the Badgers were so good in you know 2020, and then COVID hits, yeah. right? And then uh, you know the Big Ten tournament had what one game under its belt, or wasn't? And Fred Hoiberg looked like he was going to die on the sidelines. Eternally, had flu, yeah. and then everything was canceled. But I mean, there was publications like ESPN simulated the tournament, and Wisconsin beat Champ. champions, but they beat BYU in the championship yeah. game, which is the funniest yeah. part about it all. I would love to know, like, if the Badgers went on a run in that tournament, uh, as they were simulated to, like, what the conversation would be about Greg Gard then. Well, obviously, you're not going to know. Of course. Of course. And they obviously brought that team back the next year, and it didn't go very well. Yeah. Uh, but they were they were one of the hottest teams in the country, and those are always the – that is all – that is, I could you can make an argument that's one of the biggest what ifs in Wisconsin program history. Yeah. Also, what if JJ Watt decides to return for his senior year in two thousand or yeah in two thousand eleven, and they actually have a defense to go along with Russell Wilson and company? Do they lose three games? I don't think so. And maybe you're playing for something more. So there are uh, there's a lot of what ifs in Wisconsin in, in Wisconsin sports history, but the twenty twenty basketball team is certainly up there. Yeah. And then maybe the conversation around Greg Gard is is different. Yeah. But it didn't happen. You know, it's like the tournament didn't happen. COVID did happen. We all had, you know, we have had a horrible, what, year stretch, if not longer, of having to deal with all that stuff. But it is what it is. I say hang the banner, dude. Two publications yeah, had to hang the banner, yeah. my man. And Zach, um, yeah. uh, someone that is always compared to Greg Gard, obviously, Bo Ryan. Uh, he is on the doorstep now of the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, selected as a finalist for the class of 2024. Is this it? Bo Ryan finally going to get in, Zach? We going to do it? He better. No I mean, kidding. It's, it's How is he not in? It, it's overdue. This is not. This is not what you've done at Division One level or uh, at the NBA level or anything like that. It's what you've done. Like this is not. The, that's not the Hall of Fame that this is. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Meaning, what, what you know, what you've done for the game of basketball. He won four national championships at the Division Three level. You can't like that. Should be enough to get you in. Right. That alone should be enough to get you in. But what you did at Wisconsin and taking a program that rarely, rarely had success, winning the Big Ten three times, winning the Big Ten tournament three times, going in, you know, going to two Final Fours, taking your team to the national championship, beating one of the best teams of all time in Kentucky, and 
yes, he sh- should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. It should not have taken this long. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, his name is among those that ends up in there because he deserves to be in there for sure. Yeah, others on there, like names like Chauncey Billups, Vince Carter, uh, Michael Cooper, Walter Davis, and Coach Charles Smith. It's 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 just egregious that he's not in right now. Because what he was uh, yep. he was inducted in 2017 to the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Put him in. Yeah, it's time down there. It's time. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were. He also should be in. I don't know if it exists, but an all-time snarl like face Hall of Fames. <laughs> That's what he needs to be in it as well. Who didn't love a Bull Ryan snarl? The, the all-time Grinch Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, Zach, uh, we'll see what happens uh, coming up here. Uh, I don't know, this five-game stretch, uh, what's the skinny on Maryland tomorrow night uh, against the Badgers? A better better win. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, Maryland is another one of those teams that is not necessarily very good, but as we saw yesterday at uh, in Columbus, it doesn't really matter right. uh, in the Big Ten this year, right? I mean, you get Ohio State losing to Wisconsin one, one day, and then, you know, Taking care of number two Purdue the next, so they uh, with a new coach, and you know, so the Big Ten is is weird like that. I, Purdue, I just they have so many different things that they can do well, but I also look at them like they're going to definitely Purdue this in the in March, right? Oh, they're there's totally. not they're, they're they are not going to be a national champion. That's and, like it's a it's a good team. There's there's they're a, they're a good team. They may be they're, probably, they're the best the Big Ten has to offer, but that isn't really saying that much this year. Uh, with Wisconsin dropping out of the rankings, you would think there's only going to be Illinois and and Purdue in the rankings uh, this week. So it's not a great, it's not a very good conference, um, but it is a conference that where anybody can jump up and and grab you at any any time, and that's a possibility, I guess, for tomorrow night for Maryland. But that's a, again, I, we looked at Ohio State game as a must win. Tomorrow night is another must win. Yeah, much of must Wisconsin. Wins. Zach, you're always a winner here. We love you, buddy. Thanks for your mm. time. Much much appreciated, Zachy. Check the watch. It's Dame time. Damian Lillard, it's got to be a good sign for the Milwaukee Bucks moving forward. Not all the all-star festivities are a little lax, but how about a confidence builder for Damian Lillard? The guy won the NBA's three-point contest, and then in the all-star game on Sunday, scored 39 points. He hit two threes from half court. It was in fuego on his way to become the MVP of the All-Star Game. Now again, it's the All-Star Game, right? 211 points were scored by the East to the 186 of the West. So there's no defense. But Damian Lillard was uh, pretty pumped up about it, man, uh, about you know getting two awards over the weekend. Uh, he joined Michael Jordan as the only other player in league history to win a Saturday night event and then be named MVP in the same All-Star weekend. So you got to think Dame time, uh, feeling damn good about that as uh, he met with the media uh, afterwards or Saturday and Sunday to talk all about it. Shaquille O'Neal also had uh, some, you know, some thoughts for him too. Once the season gets underway again here again, the Bucks going to be going on Friday. They're in Minnesota taking the T-Wolves, but Dame time, you know, he was asked and talked about being the first player ever to win the three-point competition and then be named the all-star game event. Michael Jordan would be dunk contest and then the MVP of the All-Star Game. But Dame Time talks about the first player ever to be a three-point winner and then MVP for the All-Star Game. Here's Dame. It's definitely one of those things where um, people are going to look at the game and say they don't play defense, and some people don't take the competition serious, you know. But for me, it was just a, a break from the season and an opportunity for me to 
just be successful at something, you know, just something to go after. And um, in a three-point shootout, me and Bees was, you know, talking trash back and forth. But I came in and I was like, I'm, I'm coming to win again. And, you know, sometimes you just got to give yourself some type of edge. And it was a, a different thing from being with the team. It was just something else that I could do, you know, to get myself going, even mentally. So uh, that was my mentality with that. And even tonight, I was just like, I'm going to come out. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm, you know, I'm firing. And, you know, we're going to see where it goes. So a big confidence builder for Damian Lillard. Uh, awesome to see. Awesome to hear. Uh, Lillard also talked about you know the transition from Portland to Milwaukee because right now a lot of people like talking about do we really need to trade away Drew Holiday? I mean, you know the glue guy, good on defense. Damian Lillard, not you know known for his defense, but is known for his scoring. Damian Lillard was talking about the transition from Portland to Milwaukee, and in that too, uh, he actually filed for divorce from his wife. I think a day or two before he was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. So from transition from you know. Portland to Milwaukee, then also having to go through some uh, divorce proceedings. Here's Dame. Uh, it's been tougher than I thought it would be. Um, you know, obviously the team change is one thing, but when you got a lot going on in your life outside of basketball, you know, it's a lot of things that, that play a part. But um, as a professional, you show up and you try to, you know, do the best you can. You try to figure out how to get, you know, get to the point where you're doing what you do. You're bringing what you bring to the table, even on a new team in a, a new situation. And it's just been a, a tougher transition than I thought, but um, it's one that I, I kind of been enjoying because it's the, the kind of challenge that I think in my life when I experience stuff like this and I you know have a breakthrough is usually when the best the best stuff come after that. So Damien Lillard saying, you know, that's when the best stuff comes after a breakthrough. You need change adversity to grow, you know, become a better player, better person, you name it. Shaquille O'Neal was talking to uh, about advice to Damian Lillard about how the Bucks must approach the second half of the season. Here's Big Diesel. Dame, I don't have any questions. I'm going to give you some advice because I'm your big brother. Yeah. I've been in the position you've been in before. Kenny's been in that position before. You and Giannis, you're being too nice. Yeah. When it all said and done, it don't work out. Three people going to get blamed. Doc, you and Giannis. So you and Giannis got to make sure the troops get it done. There's no reason, but with Doc being there, y'all should be three and seven. That right there is a hurt. So y'all, right. so when you get back, you're going to have to g- grab some people by the necks and say, hey, this is what I need you to do. So right. that's my gotcha. advice to you, young brother. Gotcha. So there you go. Shaq saying just grab some people by the neck and say, let's get it done. Now, Giannis had a post like that uh, after they lost to the Grizzlies before the All-Star break saying, you know, we need to step up. We need to take advantage of this. We need to, like, look at ourselves in the mirror and realize, hey, this is what we got, a damn good team. Let's get it together. Let's start winning again and, you know, figure it out with Doc Rivers, who three and seven in the Doc Rivers era. But how about Doc Rivers was uh, as the East All-Star coach? Got to win. Yeah, baby. Okay. Um, breaking news for the Brewers. I'll do that momentarily. I want to do one more clip, though, as uh, TNT's Ernie Johnson was talking to Dame Time. Point blank asked him, you know, how are they going to turn around a 3-7 and seven start with Doc Rivers? With Doc having coaching responsibilities here during the over the All-Star break, it was probably a time that could have been better spent, maybe, continuing to acclimate himself to this to what he's got here in Milwaukee. But you guys have got like the third or fourth toughest schedule down the stretch. And and so give me your outlook and what this team has to do to be what it can be. I think we just got to embrace it. You know, we, um, 
having a toughest schedule down the stretch, I think, is what we need. You know, it's going uh, it's going to be the exact thing that gets us to being the team and doing the things that we got to do. You know, uh, anything easier wouldn't set us up for you know what we're trying to accomplish. So I think having that type of schedule is going is going to force us to um, to engage and to lock in on a on a different level. It just won't work out. So knowing that our team is committed to that, I think is going to be the best thing for us. Engage and lock in. I uh, love it. Okay. I'm going to take a little break here, but we got some breaking news on the Milwaukee Brewers. A familiar face back with the crew. Flies one into right center field. Back at the wall. Are you kidding? Home run. Woodruff. 1-1 in game one. Brandon Woodruff. Ball was crushed, cranking it on Clayton Kershaw. NLCS, Dodgers, Brewers. Coming to the park today, thinking I'm going to hit off of Kershaw and take him deep. Unbelievable. Woody is back with the crew. Think Brent Suter from earlier this year would be topped, hitting a home run against Kluber. And as soon as Woodruff touched first base and saw that that ball was gone, mm. he went nuts, the crowd went nuts, and Kershaw couldn't believe it. Unbelievable right there. I thought the Brewers were destined to go to the World Series and take it. Unfortunately, didn't. But one of the greatest moments, Brandon Woodruff hitting a donger off of Clayton Kershaw in the NLCS. Absolutely incredible. Now, you're never going to get that again. Uh, Universal DH now, uh, obviously implemented in Major League Baseball. But, yep, you got it. Brandon Woodruff back on a two-year deal with the crew. Uh, All right, let's go to the phones. Line one, good morning. Who do we got? Morning, boys. What's good? What's good? Chad, what's happening, my man? What's going on? Back from D.C. I got to see your favorite Uncle Joe. Oh yeah, I was I was Washington D.C. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was actually not, not bad. Actually, a pretty cool town. Uh, the first I was going to call and tell you the first dive bar that I walked into right next to my hotel with my buddy Dan. We've been buddies for like thirteen years. Walked in, he's like, "Where do you want to go?" I was like, "I don't know. Let's go down to Duffy's, an Irish bar." Walked in, sit down at the bar. The first thing I see in the doorway, going back in the kitchen, is a giant Green Bay Packers flag. So I'm like, "Really?" The bartender comes up, and I go, I came all the way from Madison, Wisconsin, and I see a Green Bay Packers flag. He's like, we're owners of the team. They had a certificate on the wall. <laughs> awesome. There's and owners everywhere. Love it, dude. That is like, awesome. Well, I, know where, I know where I'm hanging out the rest of this trip, so I was just at Duffy's. But, hey, I know you guys hit on it real quick, and we're coming up on the end of the show, but can you give me just a breakdown of what you think's going on inside the locker room the Badgers because it seems to me that they're falling apart. Uh, it's, it's defense, man. It's the the defense because offense isn't a problem. The defense is lacking from the Badgers, and it's so disheartening right now. They, you know, it's like that Nebraska game. They had such a good first half, and then it crumbled. I think that kind of broke them a little bit. And uh, you know, turnovers will rear their ugly head. There's been some injuries, right? So I think there's some dead legs happening, especially with Chucky Hepburn with no Kamari McGee to give him some minutes. I I don't know if it's something in the locker room or if it's just the 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 defense. Is is playing the Badgers right now, and it's tough, man. It is it is tough to watch at the moment. And that's not typically what happens with them. Usually, they're defensively sound. So I'm just I'm just concerned long term about what's happening with this team and whether or not they're going to make a run. But I will say this: 
I, I would be happy to put a, a bet on them getting to the Sweet 16. I think a lot of people are going to doubt them, and they're going to push well into the, in the tournament, maybe to the Elite Eight as a miracle. Yeah. Uh, so you might make some money there. Dude, the, com- the committee had him as a four seed before the game on Saturday, and they projected him as a four seed. <laughs> they, yeah, uh, they're, they're a six or a seven, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow night against Maryland at the Kohl Center. So we'll see, Chad. All right, buddy. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Grant Bills. Good morning, Evo. How we doing, man? Going good. Great weekend. Great yeah, weekend. Have a good weekend? Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, the folks in town, right? The folks were in town. You had a good time? They brought the dogs. and got to see my siblings. So it was, it was great. That's yeah. good, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, Grant, happy President's Day, by the way. Happy President's Day. Do you have a favorite president you want to put out there? You know, right now, I'm really high on Calvin Coolidge. Oh, you're a big Coolidge guy. I am a big Coolidge, because Coolidge knew ball. He used to... Uh, vacation in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. Oh, I saw you tweet about mm-hmm. that. Um, I've been, um, this guy had his own gang, kind of, the Van Buren boys. Really? The eighth president, Martin Van Buren. Crazy, like crazy eight is what they used to call him. That's a Seinfeld reference. Also, Martin Van Buren was the first president to be born in the U.S. The previous seven were born as Britain subjects. I never once thought about that before. Martin Van Buren. Also has a street named after him in Milwaukee, I assume. Van Buren when you pull off sure, 94. Yeah, I'm assuming it's him. I don't know if there's another Van Buren. Why not? And but but if it is another Van Buren, that one was probably named after the original <laughs> one. So. Uh, Grant, um, uh, I have two things for you. Um, one on President's Day, one on the Badger basketball. On, well, I guess three. More more President's Day would be ideal. Yeah, we can talk well, Badger You're basketball. not a sneakerhead, are you? Not. I'm not. An, an, I know some sneaker things, but no, I wouldn't say a sneaker. Not head. a sneakerhead. Well, um, if people out there want to get and you're a sneakerhead and you want to get down on President's Day, uh, just the other day, Donald Trump unveiled the Never Surrender, the Never Surrender sneakers. I saw that for three hundred and ninety nine dollars each. Twenty pairs were sold, and now are being sold on eBay for over three thousand dollars. So if you're a sneakerhead and that happens to be your favorite president, did they? You, yeah, about four thousand dollars laying around on eBay. Did they drop on the Kicks app or like how did they? Is that some like shoe convention or something? I, don't, I, I was just laughing about. I it. saw him. He was speaking at a shoe convention, probably to mixed. I don't know. Imagine just being a sneakerhead and all of a sudden Donald Trump's addressing the crowd of sneaker collectors. The never surrender sneaker. It is pretty good. I'm like, I had to save that for President's Day. And then uh, Badger basketball. What's plaguing them? Uh, defense is lacking, obviously. Offense is not an issue. Defense, uh, I need more Connor Siegen minutes. I just, I don't. I don't know if there's a problem in the locker room. I just make, your fr- make your free throws. Yeah. How about we start there? Chucky Hepburn, what does he shoot? 88%, 85% or higher? He bricks both technical free throws. That game never goes to overtime if he just makes free throws. And also the just the obnoxious uh, goaltending call that what stole it stole possession from the Badgers. Yeah, and I am not. I am not saying the games are rigged. It's not what I'm saying. No, but it stole but, possession from the Badgers. But there were a lot of tweets saying the road home splits in the Big Ten this year are bananas. Yeah, the home teams are winning at the biggest clip I think ever. Yeah, and of course it's easier to win at home, but the numbers this year are just bizarre. So I think, I think that's that's part of it. But Grant, is Damian Lillard now good again? Is he fixed? Three point contest winner. MVP of the All-Star Game. Are we back? Are we so back with game time? Could talk yourself into it. I need to see it, but if you want to make the argument that this is going to help vibes and rejuvenate the team in the second half of the year. I've never once had a take that an All-Star break would rejuvenate a... You could. You You could, though. You don't have to. I'm saying you could build that take if you really wanted to. Yeah.